0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our weekly look at the Kansas City Royals. I am joined by Jeffrey Flanagan. We are here at Progressive Field where the Royals and Indians are dueling this week. And uh, Jeffrey, uh, Royals coming off an interesting homestand, to say the least, finish strong. But uh, that, that rough series against the A's really haunts them. Yeah, they went into that series, eight-game
0: homestand against the A's. White Sox, two struggling teams, with the thought that, hey, if they win six or seven of those games or even eight, they're right back in the middle of this thing. Uh, That was their chance to really make an advancement, and it didn't happen. They got swept by the lowly A's. Uh, and not only swept, they got hammered. I mean, the, the, it was, I think, the 43-12 to 12 was the run differential, which was mm-hmm. an all-time worst in, in Royals history for a four-game series. So not good. Um, lose a heartbreaker on Friday night where the bullpen gives it up again. Then they bounce back and win three in a row. You know, they're still, you know, technically they're still in it. They're on the fringe. But realistically, you're looking at 12 games left, as we speak, on Monday here, or Tuesday, uh, really got,
1: would have to almost, you know, run the table or win 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just down there talking to Ned Yost and, and, and even Dayton Moore a little bit and say, I mean, they, they try to ex- accentuate the positive, you know, yeah. still mathematically a lot, but you know, Ned was just talking about how he just uh, appreciates that this group has, when you look at the big picture of the last couple months and all the injuries they've had, they have played hard for him, they have tried, they have, uh, you know, put forth that, that, that best put forward, but man. You, you think about all the adversity they, they face this year from an injury standpoint, it's a lot to overcome. Yeah, and, and like Ned
0: likes to say, too, no one is going to feel sorry for it because all yeah. teams have injuries, too. And, and I think in the back of their minds, too, uh, there are some things to play for aside from the playoffs. If they happen to have a, get a 500 record here, that will be the first time since the late 70s that they've, been over 500 four straight years so ah. it's, it's kind of a symbol of how Dayton's turned this franchise around and I think that's important they just don't want to tank it and go you know 75 and 87 or whatever they, they do want to finish strong you know have another winning season uh, they've already beat the Pocota projections by the way so <laughs> for the well, used to for the seven straight years so uh, they're still uh, they are still playing hard I saw that over the weekend uh, there hasn't been a lot of quitting them and uh, that's who they are.
1: Uh, you know, sometimes you get to this position and it, it's, you know, the individual milestones start to mean more than the, the team record or anything like that. And uh, we were just talking with Ned about this, about Eric Hosmer's kind of strange year. He's had a rough second half, but, you know, he, he's going to look up at the end of the year and might even call it a career year uh, from a power standpoint, from a production standpoint, 23 home runs, uh, probably finish with 100 RBI. Uh, it'll be a strong year on, on paper what, what do you what do you think of this season it's been uneven of yeah. course
0: I mean he he started out uh, you know had a terrific first half which is why he was at the all-star game and and, and won the uh, won the car won the MVP at the all-star game and and then just uh, has not been able to get it going uh, in terms of on-base percentage and, and getting on base his car numbers are great career high in home runs with 23 now he's going he already has a career higher in RBIs he's probably going to get the coveted 100 RBIs uh I've uh, been pretty solid defensively, but something happened uh, in the second half uh, with his swing and uh, the hits stopped falling in. And, um, you know, that certainly has contributed to the unevenness of the team, too, because yeah. they, they look forward to him as a number three hitter to, to be that guy. And uh, you, you certainly can't pin any of this on him because he's going to have those numbers at the end of the year. But I think deep in his mind, he's going, what happened to that 300 season that was going to happen?
1: Right, so, right. Yeah. Um, You know, another guy who's going to look up and and have a nice season on paper at the end of the year is Kendrick Morales. And that's something that uh, you think back to early in the season, people (laughs) were calling for this guy's head or at least calling for him to be DFA'd. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, uh, it turned out much differently. Yeah, Royals Twitter already had him DFA'd on May
0: 15th. And and, and also the, the craziness, they saw stories out there about him. Should abandon switch hitting because at the time he right. wasn't hitting left yeah. hand, which is crazy. He'd been doing it for 10 years, of his, 12 years of his life, and uh, turns around and just has a terrific second half year, and uh, is is going to hit 30 home runs. It looks like he's at 29 now. He'll be the first Royal since 2000 and Jermaine who hit 30 or more home runs. Die at 33 that year. Uh, he might even get to 100 RBIs. The, way, the pace he's, the rapid pace he's been on lately. So, uh, and his average is up in the 260s now, and slugging over 500. I mean, just a terrific turnaround. It really makes you think about what Dayton's going to do next yeah. year. With that, it, you know, obviously the, the both sides will turn down the mutual option, but there's a possibility of a qualifying offer. Maybe Kendris cuts him a small town discount, and, and they sign him again for a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, look, that, that kind of production, that kind of power production is going to be really tough to replace with this lineup, so it's going to make them think in the offseason.
1: Yeah, uh, you would think that the qualifying offer would, would maybe even be a no-brainer there with the, the price of power in the open market mm-hmm. sometimes, but uh, at the least you recoup a draft pick if he signs elsewhere. So big decisions to be made there. Uh, well, might as well reflect now on uh, Joaquin Soria. was a big decision for them last winter, and it has not turned out so well, and of course uh, he had some controversy here uh, on the recent Yeah, election. he did.
0: Uh, I believe it was after Tuesday's game with another tough loss where Joaquin came in and, and Gave up the lead. I think that's the 11th or 12th time that's happened this year. Although they they were an inherited runner, so technically he didn't. He got the blown save, but didn't add on to that other figure of his. But uh, said after the game to me that uh, he kind of questioned the defensive alignment and why they weren't in no doubles. Well, of course, at home you don't really play no doubles defense. And that caught the attention of the coaching staff, the other players, like, Joaquin, what are you doing? What are you saying? And uh, He felt bad enough that the next day he pulled me aside and and, uh, said he he offered the team a public apology talked to some other players about it, they said it's forgotten, it's over, Jack's a teammate, we're all on this together, so moving forward, uh, you got to just say, Ned even hinted tonight too, he said one thing nice is we're on the road, and he's not going to get booed if I bring him in a game, because it's it's, it's been pretty vicious at home, and uh, they've got two more years with his contract, so they've got to figure out some way to use him effectively, whether it's in the bullpen, or even maybe try him as a fifth starter, or something like that, but they've got to get some value out of that contract.
1: It's tough to see it come to this because this is a guy who was so good for so long on bad Royals teams. Oh. It was a time where he was the uh, the silver lining, you know, and, and now to be this uh, to go from silver lining to dark cloud, is, it, uh, is a difficult it, thing.
0: It really is. I mean, and I was there for those bad years, yeah. and, and he was the one thing they could count on back in the bullpen when they would get their sixty five or seventy wins. He would nail down forty of them, and hmm. uh, was a class act then and. I think he still is, and uh, it's tough because I think a lot, a lot of the new fan base, which is great, we always want new fans on teams, but they don't remember Jack from those years. You know, they did kind of join the team, <laughs> join the bandwagon lately, so they don't remember. All they see now is this Jack Soria, which is, right. has not been very effective. So, uh, but like I mentioned, they do have to find some way to make that contract really? to have some value.
1: Um, all right, again, we're not we're not shoveling the last uh, bit of dirt on the Royals <laughs> just yet, but it's pretty close to that point. So you do start to think about next year, and specifically start to think about next year's rotation. rotation. And uh, Jason Vargas uh, could, of course, be a part of that. Uh, what's the latest on his rehab?
0: Had a really encouraging uh, rehab start through about 52 or 53 pitches last week. Um, uh, went three innings. Uh, it was Saturday, I believe it was. Uh, gave up one run. Fastball command was there. Uh, Changeup was good. A slider was good, so uh, kind of been the forgotten guy because he's been yeah. rehabbing this year. Uh, but going into 2017, now you can pretty much count on having four guys in that rotation. If, if Varga can give you 150, 180 innings, now you can only have to go out and search for one other guy to fill out the rotation. So And left-handed, of course, is valuable, too, as you know. So, uh, yeah, very encouraging. That's what they wanted to see down the stretch, down these final two weeks, is does he look like he'll be a, a capable starter again in 17? It sure does look
1: like it now. All right, Jeffrey, are you going to finish strong? I am. The Royals are trying to to finish strong. (laughs) (laughs) uh, The the finish line is is right around the corner. I know, uh, uh, I'm sure, from having uh, covered two straight Octobers all the way to the bitter end. uh, Uh, Not that you're rooting against the Royals totally, but uh, there is something to be said for a a lighter October after two World Series runs. It wouldn't kill me. (laughs) A third late run might. So there's a difference there. All right, that's the latest from Jeffrey Flanagan. We'll check in with him again in the final week of the regular season. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating
0: 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on-demand And in true HD, real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go, every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.